Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Let's go, Mark Aram. Yeah, let's do this, Turnbuckle. Welcome to the show. It is a windy Wednesday, as Doug Turnbull just mentioned. And uh, I need two contestants right now to play Millennial Match Game. So if you want to play... Thank you, Doug. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Two contestants to play Millennial Match Game, 404-872-0750. Before we get into that, the weather, I, I woke up this afternoon. I wake up at like 4 p.m. before the show, and I usually turn on Channel 2 to see what they're doing with the news, and I caught Glenn Burns' weather, and it was I've never I've been in Georgia since 1996. I've never seen a temperature map like this. So Eatonton, out east, Lake Country, Longoria, you've been out there. Okay. Yeah. It was 79 degrees. Okay. 79. That's nice. Up in Blairsville, North Georgia Mountains, it was 41 degrees. <laughs> 79 degrees in Eatonton, 41 in Blair. I've never seen a spread like that. So it's beautiful right now. Yes. You know, I take my walk in the morning. It's going to be like 40 when I wake up in the morning. I walked the dogs before I came in. So windy. Like as soon as my do- and the, what the wind does, it, it like blows up all the smells. So the dogs don't want to go back in. They're like, they're smelling stuff from 90 miles away. They're like, this is great. I smell Chuck Stonehouse. All the Rona. I smell elk steak. All the Rona. All the Rona. Um, and then I, so I bring it back in, and then I'm driving to work on my way to Arby's first. I stop at Arby's first, and it starts raining, and it's sunny out. And it's I'm like, what is going on here? It was crazy. The apocalypse. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> dug it. It was kind of funky. 79 in Eatonton. 41 in Blairsville. Do the math for me, Longoria. How big of a spread is that? 79 minus 41. Uh, 38 degrees. Yeah, I got it. I got it before you. I have never seen anything like that before. All right, uh, let's kick things off with Millennial Match Game. Joining us, the returning champion, the absolute queen, and everybody's favorite, Randy from the Digital Desk. How are you, Randy Pants? Hey, Mark, sir. What's poppin', everybody? Happy anniversary to you and your uh, boyfriend. One year strong, right? Holding it down, trying my best, man. It's hard in these streets, but I'm trying. Yes, congratulations on the one year. And Chuck's going to love this. Where did your boyfriend take you for your anniversary? Uh, to a gun range. Boom, Chuck. Yes, That's my favorite yes. dude now. And, and Randy that was, was uh, well, I didn't see actually your <laughs> shots, but I saw your boyfriend. And that dude's a, a straight cold assassin. He was... Well, if I can be honest, I wish I would have posted mine because I had way more headshots than he did, and that was my very first time ever going to a gun range. So but but your boyfriend in the CIA is trained for chest shots. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Center mass. Yeah, center mass. Exactly right. So I thought it was pretty cool. All right, for those of you who don't know Randy from the Digital Desk, Randy, just tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Uh, a little about about me. Work like you said at the digital desk here. Um, I have a podcast called Black Educated and Broke. Stay tuned. This month is coming on out, and you can also listen to me on the Power Pod. The the world famous Power Pod. All right, let's meet our <laughs> contestants on the phone as we do social distancing millennial match game. Richard is our first contestant. Richard, tell the folks about yourself. 
my name is Richard. I am the owner of Richley Productions, a video production company based here in Atlanta. Um, I'm a graduate of Clark Atlanta University, class of 2011. And I love the Mark Aram show. My man, Richard, don't hang up after the show. I want I got some video questions for you later, okay? Okay. All right, hang on. Right. You're going to be taking on Bo. Bo, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I work in law enforcement. Um, I also like to do woodworking, and I also love the Mark Aram show. You, you can whittle? No, I can't whittle. Oh. I, make, uh, I, I make tents and stuff like that out of wood. Did you, I used to love whittling as a kid. But uh, to be honest, all I made were spears to kill frogs with and stuff. But, <laughs> but I, but I would like, I like, I enjoyed woodworking. All right. Anyway, uh, let's play millennial match game, Longoria. Let's play millennial match game. <laughs> all right. Tonight's uh, millennial match game uh, category are TV characters. TV characters. Millennial match game, as always, brought to you by our pals at Rocco's European Garage. So here's this how it's going to work, Richard and Bo. Uh, I'm going to say a famous character from a famous TV show. You have to guess whether or not Millennial Randy will know what TV show starred that character, okay? You don't need to know the answer. You just have to guess whether or not Millennial Randy will know the answer. We'll start with you, Richard. Uh, the character's name of this famous TV show in the 80s was Sam Malone. Sam Malone. Will Millennial Randy know what TV show starred a character named Sam Malone? I want to go with hopefully yes. You say yes. Randy, Sam Mayday Malone. What TV show from the 80s? Mayday. Now, when you said Mayday, you kind of threw me off there now. Okay. Okay, when I heard Sam, like, you know, Sam the man, I thought about um, Law & Order Sam. But then I was like, okay, that was like the little AD or whatever person. Yeah. DA. DA. But I'm trying to, there we go. But I'm like, okay, what's his last name? Malone? <laughs> but we're going to go with that. So let's go with Law & Order. Law & Order Sam. <laughs> Sam Waterston was the DA. Uh, no, oh. <laughs> Sam Mayday Malone was uh, from Cheers. Sam and Diane. Oh, Cheers. Oh. All right, no point, Richard. Richard, again, we love Randy, but when in doubt, the millennial does not know. Okay, buddy? Okay. All right, Bo, here you go. <laughs> this famous TV character's name was George Costanza. George Costanza. Well, millennial Randy, know what TV show starred George Costanza? Uh, I'm going to say no. You say no. Randy, George Costanza. Oh, that sounds so familiar. George, like, what, hey? Okay, George Costanza. <laughs> oh, oh, I swear I know that name. This is a 90s like, TV show. 90s TV yeah. show. George Costanza. And he's, like, and he's Hispanic, I believe, yes? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Okay, what, hey? Give Ooh, us a man, Spanish show. What's a good Spanish show? <laughs> What's that comedian that had to show? He's, I was like, let me not be. Listen, George Lopez. Say. Yeah, George Costanza from the George Lopez show. <laughs> that is a great guess, but incorrect. George Costanza from Seinfeld, The Summer of George. George Costanza. All right. George likes his chicken spicy. All right, Bo gets the point. Millennial Match Game continues. Oh, this is a tough one. I, I'm not going to sway your judgment on this, Richard, but I'd be very surprised if Randy knew this one. The famous character name on Millennial Match Game is Blanche Devereaux. Blanche she Devereaux. Knows she knows it. You knows wow, it. with authority, she, he she says. Know you know it. it. She has to. Blanche Devereaux, Randy. What TV show starred Blanche Devereaux? Mark, why why he give me all that pressure like this? I don't, I'm, I'm assuming he thinks because I think this was on Nick at Night, while probably while you were growing up. Okay, I kind of think I know who this is because I remember seeing her name in the credits. Okay. 
Um, but okay, you said Nick at night. Okay, that gives me a clue. Um, so it's a late night show. Um, Blanche it's a woman, obviously. Devereaux. Yep, it's a Blanche woman. Devereaux. Not Hispanic. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, you know what? Is um uh, um you know that show with ladies with uh uh with women um yes. <laughs> what is it? What is it? The show with uh, girls. There's girls on this show. It's a lady like her name was Maud. Ain't she on there too? Well, yeah, Maud was another. It was yeah, it's similar. <laughs> what? Uh, well, help! You know what I'm trying to say, Mark. Dang it! These weren't the silver and bronze girls. These were the <laughs> golden girls. Thank you for being a friend. So with a little help, with a little help, Richard gets the point. But I think you would have gotten there eventually. But unfortunately, we this is only a two-hour show. All right, uh, bows up, millennial match game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. This one is going to be a tough one. The character's name, Latka Gravis. Latka Gravis. Will millennial Randy know what TV show starred Latka? Absolutely not. 100% no. I'm with you on that one. Latka Gravis. This was uh, late 70s, early 80s. A really good TV show, Randy. Latka Gravis. What TV show is he on? Latka. What the name kind is Latka? What, what, what is... <laughs> okay, Latka Gravis. Like, yeah. is, is that Russian? Uh, I, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to... I, I, he, was, he was Eastern European. I don't know exactly what country. I think it might have been a made-up country, actually, Latka Gravis was on. I'll, Latka. Give you, I'll give you one big hint. The name of the show only had four letters. M-A-S-H. Mash? That was a good guess. The yes. four-letter guess. No, that's Taxi Sound. That is Taxi Sound. Sound. You remember? <gasps> remember Latka? Thank, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you the very much. The little weird guy. Oh, yes. man. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Great TV okay. show. But I didn't, I'm surprised you even knew about Taxi. That's pretty good. Oh, I love Taxi. I watched it. That's why I'm mad I missed it. All so. right. I love that show, too. Uh, they used to call me Rieger in high school because oh, I looked no. like Alex Rieger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> At least it wasn't Danny DeVito. They didn't call me De Palma. No. That would have been worse. All right, Richard, here we go. Millennial Match Game, famous TV characters. This character's name is Thomas Magnum. Thomas Magnum. Well, Millennial Randy, you know what TV show starred Thomas Magnum? Sure. You say yes? I'm not you, Randy. I'm keep All right. Thinking. Let's, oh see, let's see if that Clark uh, CAU uh, education pays off. Randy, Thomas <laughs> Magnum. Thomas Magnum. Okay, Thomas Magnum. Magnum. So, Thomas, you, that's, this, this is a stage name, right? Okay, Magnum. That's his character that's name, a, yes. I mean, yeah. Magnum is, is like a gun, right? So, it got to be something like uh, action, maybe. Yes, sort of. no? yes, yes, yes. Magnum. What is this show? I don't know. Uh, oh. Action. Oh, what? What was that a clue? What was that? No, no, shut up, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, Magnum. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, 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 from the night. I don't know. That's so hard. When I, I I'm. Stuck. I'll give you a hint. When I go to the store, I buy magnums. Condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum PI. Magnum. Oh, I never saw that. You never? Tom Selleck, the red Ferrari. Not even the new one. Is there a new one? No. Yeah, there's a new one. I didn't know there's a new one. All right. Uh, Richard does not get a point. Bo, here we go. Millennial match game. Uh, this famous character, will Randy know what TV show it was from? The character's name was Boss Hog. Boss Hog. Will Randy know what TV show starred Boss Hog? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say yeah. Randy, Boss Hog was in what TV show? Uh, 
Boss hog. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, boss. Like, I don't, I'm like, what the heck? Boss Can you give me, like, a time frame? 80s. I was probably, like, 10 or 11 years old. I Best loved show this TV. show. I loved it. Best show. Yeah. Uncle Jesse. When did Dallas come on? Dallas? Dallas? Was that, when did Dallas come on? Was that a That, that was, was in the 80s, show, too, yeah. yeah. At the same time. Okay, yeah. Okay, I think like a boss, you know, like, hey, yeah. I don't remember not being on that show called you're from, boss. you're from Texas. You're from Dallas. I'm Dallas, Texas all day, but you, I don't think, I don't know. Who's you, boss? Go with your gut, Randy. Go with your gut. Okay. Uh, I want to say Dallas, but I don't remember a guy named Boss. Well, there. Hog. And why is his name Hog? <laughs> you like, like pigs or something? I don't get it. Unfortunately, it was not Dallas. <laughs> This is the ringtone on your phone, Randy. No. <laughs> the Dukes of Hazard. The Dukes of Hazard. Boss Hog. Okay, okay. There you go. All right. That wraps up round one of Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. What's the score, Deb Green? I got Richard one, Bo three. All right. It, it could. Well, Richard's got a chance to close this thing out in the second round. Hang tight, Richard and Bo. Hang tight, Randy. We'll be right back. The Millennial Match Game concludes next on the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Welcome back. Final round of Millennial Match Game on the Mark Aram Show, brought to you, as always, by our pals at Rocco's European Garage, uh, our own Vanna White, Deborah Green. What is the score, and who's up, my friend? Uh, Richard won both three. It's Richard's turn. Richard, here we go. Uh, famous movie, or famous TV characters, excuse me. Will Millennial Randy know a TV show fa- uh, starred this famous character, B.A. Baracus? B.A. Baracus. No. No, that's a tough one. B.A. Baracus, Randy. What do you think? That is, what? B.A. Baracus. Barack. You know, you know, the first thing I thought about was like Barack, which I know that has nothing to do no. with it because I'm like, I know Similar. he's not in his show. You've got the skin Similar. color right. The skin color is right on this character. Oh, really? Yes. It's a black person? In the 80s. Probably one of the most famous black person uh, people of the 80s outside of Eddie Murphy, Michael Jackson, and Michael Jordan. I was say Michael. Okay. So 80s famous black person, and it's, it's, it's a man, so it ain't Whitney Houston. Um, <laughs> and it, it's like it's like a TV show. Yeah. Who was hot in the 80s? Um. A t- oh. Yep. Yep. I, yep. I don't know if he's on this show though, but I remember you know he had that uh that uh, that, that, that that mohawk. I remember he was big. Yes. In the 80s, I don't remember. Yes. What's his name? Uh, dang, what's his man name? <laughs> Mother, help! Are you listening? Mom, text me. Uh, 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 with, with, with the chain, with the chain. Yeah, uh, I'm going to oh, give it to you. <laughs> Mr. T, Mr. T, yeah. Dang it, yes. That is the A-team, Mr. T. I don't know, I'm being a little, lean, a little, little leanway, uh, lenient on Randy today. Because you love me, I Mark. do love you. All right, here we go, Richard. Uh, Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper was a character in what famous TV show? Will Randy know what TV show starred Winnie Cooper? Oh, it's okay, yeah, um... I'm going to go with hopefully yes. Hopefully yes. Winnie Cooper, <laughs> Randy. What do you what do you got on Winnie Cooper? So, I know this show because I was a huge fan of this show. Okay? So yep. this is the Wonder Years. What to do if I say? <laughs> I love that you know the Wonder Years, Randy. That's that's That was a Nick at Night special. It came on all the time. So I, I love I that show. <laughs> I love that show. That was a great show. All right, good job, Richard. Uh, Bo, you're up. Here we go. Uh, TV character's name was Arthur Fonzarelli. Arthur Fonzarelli. Well, Millennial Randy, you know what TV show starred a character named Arthur Fonzarelli? Yes. 
You say yes, confident yes. Randy, Arthur Fonzarelli, what TV show is that from? You know he do the hey. <laughs> <laughs> so the fun, that is happy days. Yeah. I didn't think you'd get that one. I thought you. I love that show. I thought it was too old for you. I thought you'd be like Fonzarelli. That's Italian. It's uh, and you would have come up with some Italian show. All right, good job. All right, Richard. Here we go. Uh, character's name is Arnold Jackson. Arnold Jackson. Will Millennial Randy know what TV show starred Arnold Jackson? Another huge star of the '80s. I should mention. Um. Yes. Okay, Arnold Jackson, Randy. <laughs> Arnold Jackson. Uh, uh, what you say, Willis? Of course I know him. Uh, what was that show? Um, um, you know, uh, uh, The Strokes. <laughs> Different Strokes. <laughs> <laughs> the Strokes. I would have been, been very upset if you didn't get this, Randy, because you and Arnold Jackson are the same height. Not too much. Not too much okay, difference Mark. there. All right, good job, Richard. Here we go. Uh, Bo. Uh, this TV character's name is MacGyver. MacGyver. Will Randy know a TV show starred a character named MacGyver? Uh, yes. Randy, MacGyver. What TV show is MacGyver on? Thank you, Deborah, for starting to finally make these questions uh, easier, <laughs> ma'am. Okay? Um, MacGyver, this is my mom's favorite show growing up. So that's the name of the show, MacGyver. I remember. <laughs> that is correct. Randy fans gets it right. MacGyver. Tried to throw you a curveball there, Randy, but you caught it. All right, Richard. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Um, TV character name, famous TV show. This might be a little, this is in the 70s, I think. John Boy Walton. John Boy Walton. Will Millennial Randy know what TV show starred at John Boy Walton? This isn't the SATs, Richard. You can just fire, you can fire a guess away, man. <laughs> Richard? He says yes. Okay, we had a little tough connection. John Boy Walton, Randy. What TV show starred John Boy Walton? John, I've never heard of it. So John Boy, like Johnny Boy. So is this like a is this like a this is in the seventies? I know they yeah, were family show, the... family show. Oh, I'm, family. Okay. I know. I'm sure Chuck loved this show as a kid if he had television John in Montana. Boy. John Boy Walton. I, I have. I had. I don't even have it's the Waltons. No, I never heard of it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen an ep a single episode of the Waltons. All right, final one. Um, uh, Bo, Hawkeye Pierce is the character's name. Will Randy know what TV show starred Hawkeye Pierce? No. Absolutely no. Randy, Hawkeye Pierce, real quick. Oh, real quick, I got nothing. I don't know who got a hawk's eye. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you guessed this show earlier. It is, uh... uh oh, earlier. I said, uh... Oh, MASH. Oh, go that sound. That's, That's MASH. That's MASH. All right. Randy, great job as always. Tell the folks about your podcasts. Hey, guys, make sure you listen to Black Educated and Broke. It's on all streaming platforms as well as the PowerPod. Richard and Bo, you guys did amazing. Thank you so much. Uh... Richard, hang on. I want to get some info from you. I got some video questions. Uh, Randy, we love you. We miss you. Hopefully, we'll see you soon after the Rona. All right, bye, guys. All right, happy anniversary, too, by the way. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show on WSB Radio. Hi, this is Lewis Gusset Jr. This is the Mark Aram Show. And if you have any common sense, you should listen to the Mark Aram Show. 638, and the temperature is dropping, as Chris Chandler just mentioned. This is the Mark Aram Show with you till 8 in the p.m. in exactly one hour. 
Johnny Kilbasa with a very special fast food review, helping you out through these tough times. What to do if you go to your local Wendy's and they have no burgers? Johnny's going to tell you protocol and what you should or should not order. Great uh, job by Randy from Millennial Match Game. Uh, Chris Chandler from the uh, the award-winning anchor of Atlanta's Evening News is graciously staying on for a couple of minutes to chat about a local story you had in your newscast about the uh, the Archbishop of Georgia. What exactly happened today? They, they named a new Archbishop? So he's had his installation today. They had named him and this is, uh, imagine uh, a, the hugest religious ceremony you can. Imagine if you're not Catholic like the royal wedding. Imagine that kind of thing. Uh, pomp and circumstance and a thousand people in the cathedral and the big choir and the big organ. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously... All of that's out now, right? So they had they had a few people in the loft looking down, and they had a few of the priests spread way apart in this huge cathedral, and they had an organ, and they had the people doing the installation, and that was it. Everybody else had to watch online. The question I had, so this this uh, he becomes in his, in essence, and I I, I don't want to make uh, light of this or make I'm, I'm being very serious. He becomes the top Catholic in, in Atlanta, this in is Georgia? The, it's the Archdiocese of Atlanta, okay. and I think that it is all of Georgia. There's an Archdiocese of Savannah, and I think so. Those are the only two, I it's think. It's mostly the metro. Mo- right. Metro yeah. Atlanta. So he is, we can call him the top priest i mean uh, i mean the archbishop but they, he, there's no one that uh there's ranks no one high well of course if you want to get it higher up into the sky sure, sure. Yes, but <laughs> but I, and i know how but the, in atlanta he's the guy so just from movies and my fascination with the vatican i understand how popes are chosen and, uh, and elected how do we know uh how the archbishop is chosen here deb green is also uh, a catholic i mean it's you you have years of service within church and mm-hmm. you're usually elected by cardinals other bishops you know when people move from diocese to diocese like the pope will pick someone to move up much like the president does in his cabinet, cabinet right? so okay the, the pope will pick i want this person i want that person and cardinals will often say oh hey you should take a look at all the things yeah. that this person has done and that that they plays into it okay and the, the fellow here went to be the archbishop in washington dc so the the former archbishop, yep. I guess, is that a promotion? I would probably think so. Yeah. Okay. And do we do we? Add, and again, I've I've put you on on the spot it's here. Right. What is the name of the new archbishop in Atlanta? Gregory Hartmeyer. Gregory Hartmeyer. Bishop Gregory Hartmeyer. I, I'm fascinated by this because I mean I just I I love the Catholic Church. I, I grew up going to Catholic churches. They're beautiful. All my friends growing up are Catholic. Um, but I, I want to, I mean, most people are like, okay, that's a cool story. But they, they, it doesn't, it no, might it's not. it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And to have a huge deal like that turned into something so, like yeah. this today is just astonishing. Exactly. Because this doesn't happen that often either. Exactly so, yeah. right. So so how I wanted to bring this into the show was um, for, for a priest then, and I'm not, I'm not saying that people are lobbying to get this job or whatever, but for a priest on the planet, the biggest job you can possibly get is Pope, right? That is the, pope. the top dog. Below that, it would be Cardinals, 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 and then Archbishop, blah, blah, blah. So uh, congratulations to our new Archbishop. I wish him well, and I hope uh, – I'm sad that he didn't get the, the, the ceremony that he, he deserved. Um, it, what, as you're listening to me now driving around or you're at home sheltering in place, in your profession – what is the best you can do? What is the best job in your profession? Chris Chandler, amazing news anchor. The what, best job in my profession? Yes, and in your job as a news anchor, yeah. what is the, the creme de la creme? What is the the highest heights you could reach? Well, under current circumstances in our company, <laughs> I have it now. You do have it I now. I want to keep this one, right? Yeah. But uh, other than that, I would think working at CBS Radio in New York is okay. the absolute pinnacle. That's the pinnacle yes. of, of for a news guy. That's right. And for a reporter, too. Like yeah, a, for a radio guy in particular, yeah. yeah. So it, CBS in New York, not 
one of the big news talkers in D.C. or no, no, no that's the top. That's right. the top. That is the top. Yeah. For me, as I mean, as a traffic guy, I, I've hit it. Like this is it. Yeah. Traffic on WSB Radio doesn't yeah. get any bigger. But as a talk show host, listen to us sucking up. It's kind of pathetic, <laughs> exactly <isn't> right. <laughs> but as a talk show host, um, like I guess Rush Limbaugh is probably. I mean that. To be syndicated on as many stations Over as Rush Limbaugh. 30 odd years, yeah. That's got to be the top spot for my profession, yeah. right? Yes. Either him or Howard Stern. You could pick either one of them. Yeah, I who think. Went It depends to... if you talk about politics or want to be more of a general interest. Yeah. Uh, but but as far as a talk show, yeah. those are the those two are the biggest two guys, on the sure. planet. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's what I want to talk about. Thank you for staying late, Chris Chandler. It's quite all right. Bringing, always. Bringing depth of knowledge Hope into to the see Mark Air Show. Yes, indeed. <laughs> the, the, the rare times we go deep in the knowledge of... Uh, the Mark Aram Show. It's nice to have uh, assets like Chris Chandler. So in your profession, whatever it might be, what is the best job possible you could ever get? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Longor, you're a lifetime radio guy. Am I right? Yes. As oh, a yeah. talk show host? Yeah. What about, so Deb Green is a DJ on uh, 97.1 one The River. Mm-hmm. Never mind the talk show, The Mark Aram Show, but as, a, as an uh, FM radio... Because you'll never have one with a girl talking about <laughs> rock music. <laughs> uh, as an FM radio DJ, what is the what is the, the best job you could ever hope to achieve as a radio DJ playing music? I mean, it would be to talk and interview with bands about their music, but we don't really have something like that. No. Here you'd have to go to Europe to do things like that. But yeah, shows like Zane Lowe would have been something like that, who's a DJ. I'm not saying your personal preference. I'm saying well, in the industry, in yeah. the industry, what is the biggest job? Like a Ryan Seacrest and oh, have, good Lord, I'm not, no. you know, I'm just saying, like <laughs> as, so as far as a, a music jock <laughs> is concerned, like what's the what's the biggest job? Yeah, I guess so, if you want to say Ryan Seacrest. Am I, I mean, I'm the, so out of the loop on that. Is that, but is that still a thing? Like the Ryan Seacrest show? Yeah, they're still syndicated rock okay. shows. Yeah, so like serious, much like Howard Stern, but just with music. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other big national uh, music shows like that? Like uh, Casey Kasem or... Rick D's? Rick D, like Rick D's, like back in the day, Rick D's. I mean, maybe not a countdown show, maybe more like a 6 a.m. with Nikki Six or something like that. But like a big syndicated morning show on FM radio. Yeah. So that would be... I know you don't want that. I know you don't want to... I would totally do that. Yeah. Oh, okay, you, yeah. you scoffed at you. Like, no, 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 I would. I I would love to play Kasabian records at six a.m. all day long. Okay, I don't know what that is. I know what's <laughs> what's a Kasabian record. Uh, Low T Chuck as the producer for the Eric Erickson show. Uh, what would be the highest of? I mean, is that it, or do you, you know, would you jump ship to produce Hannity, or no. or uh, or Rush, or ah, no. no George Norrie? No, no, no. All right, so no, you're, he, you, he he works overnights. So I don't want to. You don't want to do that. Do, I'm All not right. an overnight. So you've reached your. This is the this, this is the pinnacle. Yeah, I'll just ride his coattails. So wherever he goes, <laughs> riding the Eric's coattails. My ascension yeah. is only as high as whoever's coattails I'm riding. I got you. So if you if it was you, so you got I one go, foot on me and one foot on Eric. Yeah, man. Whichever Whoever one takes, takes off, first. hedging your bets. All right, fair <laughs> enough. So what? No matter what your profession is, what is the best possible job you could achieve in honor of the new Archbishop here in Atlanta? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. 1-800-WSB-TALK. James joins us in Cartersville. James, welcome to the program. Hey, what's going on, Mark? How are you, sir? What, what's your job, first and foremost? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't have one. I, I'm conflicted about being traditionally employed again. Oh. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with D, none of the above. <laughs> so so as, a, as an unemployed guy, the highest height you could be would be like Thurston Howell Third, and just be a retired oh, millionaire. A little, tiny, a little tiny bit like that. And by the way... 
Mark, like I'm not I'm not really upset with you or anybody else there, but and I wanted Ronda to win the whole time, but when I played the acronym game Friday night, I, I don't know, man. There there might be room for a recount. There, there might have been hanging chads and stuff. Luckily, there was no prize, so you didn't win anything. And I now know. and now you're I still didn't. eligible for a prize, James. You can still win one in the future. He he uh, ter- permanently unemployed. It's a story, Deb Green. This is the thing, but um, big companies. Oh no, actually, you didn't sign it. I'll, I'll find it during the break. So here at WSB Radio, June 1st is when everyone's coming back. But some of the bigger employees in Metro Atlanta, they're in no rush to get their employees back at the at the job site. Like some of the big ones are saying, all right, October, if you want. It's crazy how things have shifted. So I'll, I'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Jeff joins us on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, not a lot. Just listening to the show. Love it. Thank you, buddy. What's your job and what's the highest heights you could reach? Well, uh, I'm a portable shed salesman and a dealer manager. I guess the highest I could go would be like one of the guys that goes around to all the lots all over the country, you know, checking on everybody, make sure they're doing everything right. Portable shed? Did you say S H E D? What's an example of a portable shed? Oh, man, like a uh, ton of them all over the place. Basically, you just uh, get them delivered, already built to your backyard, level them up on blocks. Uh, you have even got cabins, screen rooms, gazebos, you name it. So they're portable in the fact that you bring them to my house, not that, like, I'm moving the shed around a lot. Ah, uh, you could with a big truck, but uh, <laughs> not for a big 16 by 50s. I got you. And what's if, if Longoria wants a big shed in the back of his house to do his woodworking, what's that setting him back? What's a big shed cost? Ooh, well, it depends on your uh, – big is a subjective term, but I'd say if you wanted himself a 12 by 24, it's going to be somewhere between three to $5,000, something like that. Wow, that's not too bad. I might do that instead of paying for my storage unit, which the oh, price... that you're gonna buy me a shed. No, no, no. I'm get I'm gonna get Jeff a, a she shed. Do do women use them as she sheds, Jeff? Oh, we I, I have started hearing that term so much more often since <laughs> yeah. that commercial. Well, listen. Best of luck to you rising to the chop of the uh, the top of the portable shed sales world. I think that's achievable. Jeff sounds like a bright guy. Yeah, he could be right. the the head of sales. Uh, Rachel's in Lawrenceville. Rachel, what's your job and what's the highest height you can reach? So I'm a composer. I write music for a, a local community theater, and for me, it would be like being John Williams and being able to score movies. Who's that? Randy Newman. Is well, it? Randy no. Newman. I mean, he's he's not bad, <laughs> but he's not he's no John Williams. All right, so let's let's map this out. How can we get you to that position? What do we need to do to get Rachel to the top of her profession? <laughs> well, right now, I just need to be paired up with somebody who needs a composer for movies. <laughs> Tyler Perry is a big fan of the show. If you're listening. Give Rachel in Lawrenceville a buzz. How can we get in contact with you, Rachel? Do you have a website or something? Uh, well, actually, I'm currently the web manager for our theater company. You can contact me through uh, info at actingupcitter, T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot net. And that comes directly to me. That stinks that uh, Chuck got the dot com before you guys could, could register it and you got stuck with the dot net. I apologize for that. Can you, can you do any sort of composing for the Mark Aram show, like a jingle or something? Sure, if you wanted one, I could do that. Oh, excellent. All right, I'm going to put you on hold. Chuck's going to give you my email, and then uh, let's get let's get her some work. I'm, I'm going to get someone tonight that's listening to the top of their profession. That's my goal tonight. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. In honor of the Archbishop, the new Archbishop of Atlanta, what is your profession and what is the top position you could get in that profession? 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Six fifty-six, uh, sixty windy degrees on Peachtree Street. Crazy wetter here. 
Kirk Mellish, Atlanta's only full-time radio meteorologist, will keep you up to date throughout the evening and, of course, tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. In case you missed it, we have a new archbishop here in the city of Atlanta. Congrats to Longoria and Deb Green, the resident Catholics on the program. Sadly, there was no big uh, ceremony for it. They had a, a little small thing, uh, but we wish him the best nonetheless. In your profession, what's that next step up the ladder? What's the biggest step up the ladder? For the archbishop, eventually... It would be Pope, right? Cardinal and then well, Cardinal, yeah. And then Pope is the the big the top, the top well, position. Saint, I guess. But, Saint, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's anyway. Uh so in your profession, what is the the best position you could hope to achieve? 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. Chef William joins us on the show. This is interesting, Chef. What would be the top profession, uh top job in your profession in your eyes? Well, it can go in three different directions when you're looking at a chef. You can go your own restaurant be your own chef. You could go to the corporate world and be like a corporate chef for Marriott, and then you could go and be like a private chef for a billionaire. Did you hear the story we talked about yesterday that because of all in New York City, all the restaurants have closed, that billionaires are now hiring full-time chefs? Oh, yeah. That, that happens here in Atlanta. There's probably, you can easily make 250000 a year as a private chef. Yeah, that's what the, they said. Two hundred k is what they what the going rate it was yeah. in New York. That seems a little low if they're getting two fifty. How about this one as a third option or another option for a chef? Not, you know, not only getting your own restaurant and becoming a, how about like, um, like Emerald Lagasse and just have your whole line of products. Like I drink Emerald's coffee every day. Uh, you got, <laughs> that, you know. That's kind of, that's kind of the corporate line as well is, uh, you want to have your own brand out there. You, you know, if you're a good sauce maker or you're a good soup maker, I mean, look at sweet baby Ray's that all came out of one guy making barbecue sauce in his basement. Like Longoria's famous enchiladas. Someday that could be exactly. in your, in your and local. Exactly, and then you sell them off to Walmart, and then Walmart, <laughs> you know, corporizes them and sells them in every store. All right, but you personally, Chef, pick pick your ultimate destination. What is the ultimate Person, destination? Personal chef. Personal chef for a billionaire? Yeah. If I ever become a billionaire, I will hire you, Chef. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, buddy. Good luck. That, that's a tough one. I don't know. I think I'd rather be Emerald. You know, have, like, restaurants all over the place, and you sell my sauce, and I do a cooking show. Bam. Own set of knives. Own set of knives. Chuck's Buck Knife Collection. Lori's in Marietta. Lori, what is your job and what is the height of your profession? I'm a registered veterinary technician, so not a lot of people know exactly what that is, but that's like being an RN, but on the veterinary side of things. So I'm, I'm a nurse, so I assist veterinarians, um, and I went to school, and I got certified to do this, and we have to be licensed and have you know all kinds of... Um, continuing education so we're really quite a quite a knowledgeable set of folks oh absolutely people know about so what is yeah, the height so of your profession to... then Lori? what what so can you I'm, it's interesting that you can go kind of just like the chef you can go different routes some rbts actually want to graduate into practice management so they like have a head for business or something like that um, some will actually go back to school and become specialized. So, like maybe veterinary dentistry. Oh, uh, veterinary I got you. Neurology. I would think the yeah, ultimate, really perf- the ultimate position for you, Lori, would be the position where you no longer have to express Bosco's anal glands. To me, that would. That- <laughs> But you know what? We we do it because we love you. Of course, you and I and listen. I thank you so much as a dog owner, dog lover. You vet text rock my box. Thank you, Lori. We'll come back. What is the top position in your profession in honor of the new Archbishop here in Atlanta? 404-872-0750 on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I
Show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 7.07, seven minutes after the hour. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. All the bananas on board tonight. We are live in studio. No working from home for us. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck screens your call. Speaking of Low T, a very happy birthday to Low T's uh, beautiful sister-in-law who turns 30. Five today, is that what we said? 35. 35. So happy birthday, Danielle. I'm assuming a loyal listener to the Mark Aram show. Uh, absolutely. Or an occasional. She's heard she of the listens. show. She's heard she, of the she show. She knows that we're on the radio. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Johnny Kilboss is going to join us in exactly 30 minutes to take care of your concerns you might have if your Wendy's is out of beef. Johnny's got the solution to take care of it. And uh, we're honoring the latest, uh, the newest archbishop in the city of Atlanta. I've already forgotten his name, Deborah Green. Do you know his name? She'll find it. But he was uh, sworn in today. I guess it's a swearing in. The ceremony was today. Unfortunately, because of social distancing, it wasn't a big deal. Gregory Hartmeyer. So Archbishop Gregory Hartmeyer. In honor of him, uh, we're talking about what is the top position in your profession that you could ever hope to achieve. For me, as a radio show host, it's one of two, you go one of two ways. You can go the Rush Limbaugh syndicated on 5,000 stations around the globe making billions of dollars, or you can go Howard Stern who's on uh, satellite radio making billions of dollars. But as a talk show host, that is the the top position. Uh, Chuck's already got his top position, he said. And Deborah Green, uh, who also works on our sister station, 97.1 The River, uh, like a syndicated morning radio show, like a Ryan Seacrest or a Rick Dees, something like that. Or a Zane Lowe. Or a Zane Lowe. I've, it sounds like a picture for the Expos in 1980, Zane Lowe. Uh, so what is the top profession, the top position in your profession? 404-872-0750, wsbtalk I also want to bring this up. Deb found this amazing story in Australia. Longoria, would you live in a place like this? I don't know what place like It's what? in Sydney, Australia, which is a big city. Big, okay. Like the New yeah. York of Australia. Yeah, yeah. You've heard of it. <laughs> I uh, have. <laughs> there's, a bed, there's an apartment there that is for rent, and the bathroom and the kitchen are only separated by a glass wall. So you can see there's just the, the kitchen's here, the bathroom's here, and the wall is glass. So you can see what's going on in either room. Would you live in a place like that? Would just me and Leslie and the girls or something and like that? And your mother-in-law. Sure. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You would live in an apartment where you could yeah, you see- could cover the window. glass? You could cover the window. What are you going to cover I mean, you could cover- uh, uh, Paper mache? What do you cover windows with? Blinds? It's not a window. It's, it's a, a wall, wall Longoria. Well, you could hang up something. All right. Posters? Longoria's a freak. I, I you could hang I up posters. Ex- I didn't expect that answer. So what I'm talking about- <laughs> Okay, then. No. Is if- uh, What's the craziest feature uh, of, of an apartment or a home you've ever had? For me, it was uh, in New York- when I sat on the commode, I had to put my feet in the bathtub. That's how small the place was. That's <laughs> nice. so that was that's Are the crazy yeah. Nice. That's the craziest feature I ever had in an apartment. So what is the craziest little? Uh, I don't I even know the proper terminology. The idiosyncrasy, something weird or wacky that you had in a living. And in, in another apartment in New York, I I didn't have an oven. 
Just a hot plate. I had, I didn't even have a hot plate really. Microwave? I had a toaster oven and a microwave. Toaster yeah, ovens, yeah, toaster yeah, ovens are the bomb. I love yeah. toaster we need ovens. One here. So I've, those are my two little uh, weird apartment living stories. What's the craziest feature you've ever had in an apartment? 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I'm assuming Chuck, that would have been not even an apartment. It was your home in Montana, having to walk outside to go hurry, hurry, poopies. Oh yeah, the yeah, outhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deb, Deb's aunt in Mexico still has an outhouse, right? Is it in what you said? Yeah, she doesn't have actual running water. Yeah. But they got electricity a couple years ago. Oh, good. So thanks good to her. the cartel. We need special Mexican. <laughs> thanks <laughs> to the cartel. Yes. <laughs> Narcos oh, well Mexico well providing electricity <laughs> for Deb's aunt. Uh, so there you go. Something. That's what we'll talk about right now. Ray is up on the Mark Aram Show. Ray, what is your profession and what is the top position you could achieve in that profession? Howdy, Mark. My name is Ray, and I am a gunsmith by trade. A gunsmith? That means you make, repair, fix guns? That's correct. That's correct. Um, all of the above. And I would say the pinnacle of my career could be something like working as the lead gunsmith in a place like the Beretta Custom Shop. Ooh. Or possibly being a firearms curator at a large museum like um, the Treasury or say Smithsonian Smithsonian yeah hell yeah that would be that's very so I I love the the uh I'm not going to call it an oddball profession but certainly a a different profession how did you get into the gunsmith trade I just always had an affinity for firearms and had a good mechanical mind and it just kind of fell in my lap one day when I was um asking one of my shops that I bought firearms from if they needed help and um they did so just kind of got into it that way pretty much self-taught but have a background in machinery and welding, so that came in real handy. How long ago did you get your start as a gunsmith? Uh, a little over 23 years. Gosh, that's awesome. And in your in your profession, what pays the bills? What pays the rent? What is the most common thing you do? Is it repairing guns? It would be general repair to the most, you know, for the most part. There are some um, there are some customization jobs that pay quite well too. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, I would imagine the custom jobs. Um, can you help Low T out? Because I'm concerned that his fire there's something Ignore wrong with his firearms because he can never <laughs> kill anything when he goes hunting. Maybe the, true. the scope is off or the barrel's curved. Can we can we check Ignore out him, Ray. can we check out Chuck's arsenal and get it checked out? Oh yeah. Well it also could be operator headspace. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Ray. Yeah, because I mean his buddy always comes back with plenty of meat. Uh, but you know, Chuck has to stop at Ingles on the way home. Right <laughs> He's like, honey, yeah, I, I I killed these chickens. Um anyway, great job, Ray. Thanks for the call, buddy. No problem, Mark. Thank you, and uh, you guys have a good evening. You too. What a cool profession. You're such a jerk. What, isn't that cool though? Like, yeah, yeah. gunsmithing like, is a to lot find of fun. something. Well, that, that's the key. If you love to do it, yeah. Like, I bet that that's not work for that guy. Yeah. You know, to find something that you love to do, all and the they different get paid kinds of guns do it. that you would get in, yeah. and get to work on, and yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's really cool. Preston's in Dawsonville. Preston, what's your job, and what's the pinnacle of your profession? Hey, Mark, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, sir? Good, sir. I just want to tell you my top job is a day laborer. That's your current job? Yes, sir. I do it every day, and I work for a lot of good people. So, in other words, it's always work every day, and it's different. It's never the same, so don't get boring. How does how does one hire you as a Preston, uh, Preston as a day laborer? How do you get work? Uh, because I have my little 3G cell phone, and they call me and say, 
Do you want to go to work? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> it's amazing to me, though, to be around all the people and the people I work for plus the people we work for, you know. So it's a lot of people all the time. It makes it very interesting, and it's never boring. What's the most common thing you have to do when someone calls you and, and hires you for a day laborer position? Uh, roofing. Oh, all right. Roofing. Yeah, they, they love their roofs to be fixed with an architectural sing, uh, shingles, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you got to be safe up on those roofs, Preston. I want you to be careful. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Absolutely. And let me apologize to you, Mark. And uh, Low T and Deb Green, and, and especially her and Longoria. I apologize for the joke about uh, making the holy water. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Oh, not listen, pressing water, holy water under the bridge, my friend. Don't you worry about it. God bless you guys for all the positive. In you. For the Archbishop, this is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. He believes. Amen. Hallelujah. Couldn't end the call any better, Preston. Jeff is in Snellville. Jeff, what's your profession, and what is the pinnacle of that well, profession? Right now, right now, I am an unloader at UPS. My pinnacle job will probably be the CEO of UPS. CEO, I, Listen, shoot for the stars, my friend. I think the, the current CEO of Walmart, and I, someone will fact-check me, but I'm pretty sure this is accurate, started as a stock boy at Walmart, and now he's been with the company for his whole life, and now he's the CEO. Yeah, but that that would be my pinnacle job to become the CEO of EPS. Do you enjoy what you do? Yes, I do. Yeah, I bet that's pretty cool. Are you guys busy right now, or are you slowed down? Uh, we're pretty busy. Yeah. yeah speaking of uh, slowing down, Uber has because no one's going anywhere, right? So the only Uber drivers that are, are working right now are the Uber Eats. Deb said, I think they the Uber has laid off thirty seven hundred employees. Wow. And that's not even drivers. That's like people that work at headquarters. Because, I mean, you know, there's no reason to lay off a driver, right? I mean, they work when they want to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, people that work at corporate, 3,700 laid off. That's crazy. Earl joins us in beautiful Lilburn, Georgia. Earl, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, thanks, Mark. I'm a I'm a youth symphony director. Uh-huh. A who? A what? I, I directed the Cab Youth Symphony. Oh, a symphony youth orchestra. symphony director. All right. right. The two youths. <laughs> right. Uh, that's right. pretty cool. How'd you get that gig? Well, I just I just showed up. In um in Atlanta in 1984. Okay. Uh, and, and and decided to started to stay and stay and and, and work with uh, kids for 36 years. That's awesome. And you, obviously you love the job because working with kids and all that stuff. What is the highest position that a youth symphony conductor could reach? Well, maybe to you know work your way up to the college ranks. Maybe you know UGA orchestra and then Boston Symphony. I think would be the top. I, I did a show a couple of years ago, and I'm going to apologize now to you for that, Earl. I went to I went to a symphony performance, an orchestral performance, uh-huh. and I I called BS that the conductor does anything. Like <laughs> I I just I don't I'm not a musical guy, so I don't know. But I was looking. I was I mean I was even watching the, what was going on on stage. It was like an orchestra pit, and I was de- looking down, and no one right. was even looking at the guy. And the guy that, was that happens to me all the time. Yeah, is that, you follow their leads, they give you cues. Yeah, I don't know. The the like, no one was paying attention to this guy, and I was like, that's a. I mean, what it what a job. So I'm not. I apologize for that show I did years back, Earl. But uh, that that's cool that you enjoy it. No, I get it, and and I got to tell you, Doug Turnbull went to China with me and performed in China in 2004. Really? Yeah, he was a bass player in the in the in, in the Cab U Symphony with me. Was he a troublemaker? No, he was awesome. All right, because he was a trouble. No, I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. But <laughs> when Doug got hired, so Doug started. Uh, talk about an amazing career. 
he got uh, hired as an intern here while he was in high school. This was like Captain Herb like broke all these rules. He started as an intern. He came in. He had a, a an eyebrow ring and like. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Nice. Like, he was, like, just, I mean, you know, a little offbeat kind of guy, little kid. Right. And uh, and he's worked that up now to now, you know, in the chopper. It's a, it's a great run. But the funniest part is his mom emailed Captain Herb to get to ask about an internship. And Captain Herb set it up, whatever. She also emailed me. And I didn't respond or didn't do anything. <laughs> So thankfully, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, exactly. I mean, That's no no surprise yeah. there. But thankfully, Captain Herb was much more receptive to that. <laughs> and and Doug Turnbull owes his whole career to that. To his mom emailing Captain Herb. We'll come back. Uh, what is the pinnacle of your profession? And what's the strangest thing you've ever had in your house or apartment? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Having fun on a wet nest day. Mark Aram and the bananas with you till 8 in the p.m. Talking about uh, the Archbishop jobs and whack job apartments. Only here on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Dave joins us in Decula. Dave, welcome to the program. How are you, my friend? Hey, thank you. Doing very good. What's your profession or what do you want to talk about? Apartments, whatever you want is on the table. Well, yeah, I would tell you my profession is in supply chain, and I'm not sure I want to go any higher because my boss is stuck to his phone and email 24-7. <laughs> understood, so understood. I'm good right where I am. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to tell you, um, in college, my sister had a, a house that she rented with some of her uh, friends. And, uh, you know, girls, of course, need a lot of uh, bathroom space, and this uh, particular uh, house did not have uh, the requisite amount of space. Ooh. So uh, the landlord came in and was going to, like, do some renovations or something. They came back uh, the next year, you know, going to re-rent the same place. And the landlord had put in a bathroom in a closet. <laughs> and uh, and so they had what they termed a closet. A closet. Uh... So that... I had a, I had was, uh, uh, you hang your clothes and your your closet right there in the in the same room. Uh, I had a couple of friends. Uh, I'm not going to name names in college that had a bad habit of going out, drinking in excess, coming home, and then using their closet as a restroom. Have you ever heard of that, yep. guys? That's like oh, yeah. that's when you got to give up the drinking. Like if you're coming home and you're yeah, mistaking you your closet hit... for the bathroom, it's you time to get into the bathroom. Yeah. Needs to be in the room. Exactly. Use the tub. Yeah, the whatever. Sink. I mean, Just it's not all the fairly closet. easy to clean. Speaking of excessive drinking, Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. How you doing, Russ? What's going on, buddy? Hey, I'm great. How you doing? Are you, in, you, you might be in. You sound like you're in the bathroom right now. Yeah, I am. I'm in, a, I'm in a gas station. I just walked out. Everything all right? We only have about 40 seconds. What's going on? Uh, let's see, uh, nothing. I have Corrali and Brittany and Karen in the van. Brittany's the blonde with the tattoos? Nah, she, um, I've never met her before. She says she knows me, but I, I don't know. I don't remember. It's um, probably quite, she knows of you. Everyone knows of you. I don't know if you guys actually met physically, well, but. she said she met me. She used to work at Metro, or I, I, my phone is with Metro, but I don't remember. Real quick, where are you going to take the ladies for dinner tonight? Uh, they they just went in to eat somewhere. Uh, Karen, I fed her. What were we? I can't remember. We ate somewhere a little while ago. Wendy's. Wendy's. All right. Russ, uh, did they have beef? Yeah. All right, Russ, I got to go. Hey, Thank you, buddy. 
We'll come back. Speaking of Wendy's, Johnny Kilbasa, what to do when you get to a Wendy's and they have no beef and more of your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. This is Jamie Foxx, and you're listening to my man, Mark Aram. 736, 24 in front of 8. Mark Aram and the Bananas at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. every Monday through Friday. Don't forget, you can listen at home via Amazon Alexa or Google Home. What do you have to say, Deb Green, to get them to play the Mark Aram show? Play 95.5 WSB. Is it 95.5 or is it 95.5? We'll try both. Oh, try both. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. Uh, Johnny Kilbasa joining us shortly with a fast food review. Two topics on the table tonight. We have a new archbishop here in Atlanta. I would imagine for a Catholic archbishop, the highest position he could achieve in that career path is to be the pope. What in your career, uh, your position, would be the highest position you could achieve? And there's a, a, a an apartment in Australia, in Sydney, Australia, that Longoria wants to rent. It is uh, the bathroom and the kitchen <laughs> are separated by a glass wall. So basically yeah. you can see everything that's going on hurry, hurry, in each room. Uh, what is the funkiest or craziest thing you've ever had in, in your apartment or home? For me, it was... Uh, well, two separate incidents. One, my apartment was so small that when you sat on the commode, you had to put your feet in the bathtub. And another apartment I had, uh, there was no stove. They had a fridge and a toaster oven and a microwave, but no stove. Any funky living arrangements for you, Longoria? No, everything was pretty normal no. you know, that we had. I mean, Deborah Green, anything funky you can remember? Other than awful roommates, no. <laughs> I've been lucky. I've never had all. I, in college, I had a kind of weird guy, but... As an adult, I never had any rough uh, roommates. Chuck, what about you? Any funky living conditions? I had a guy live in our closet. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did he pay rent? Yeah. Oh, How much rent did you charge the guy in the closet? Uh, like a third of what the what normal it room rent was. Yeah. yeah, he has like a five-week program. He was finishing up pharmacy school, and he just didn't want to get an apartment. Yeah. And we had this big closet off the living room. It was really weird when you'd be partying and... Now there's RJ sleeping in the closet. It, yeah, it was just, it was weird. Was it a big closet at least? Yeah, Walk you could in? fit a twin mattress and a dresser. Oh, okay, in yeah, there, so, so that's, it was, that's decent. No, that's not bad. Did he pay you an Adderall or Viagra or anything? Um, there was perks. <laughs> there were perks to that. All right, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Brad joins us on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, Brad? Hey, Mark. No, his uncle Stinky to my family that's listening. Just throw that. Oh well, then next time you call, you say your uncle Stinky, and I'll put you right on. <laughs> I'll do that. I got comments on all three. First, I'm not Catholic, so I, I, that doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the job thing, I am an HVAC guy, HVAC guy. Oh, yeah. High demand. Pinnacle of that is retiring, dude, because that is a <laughs> rough job. It's the, Yeah, you guys work your tails off for sure. And then the apartment thing. You know how when you rent an apartment and people move out, they clean it up and they paint it and all that? Mm-hmm. I moved out when I was 17. I rented this crappy apartment with concrete block walls. And in the kitchen, next to the kitchen light, was a roach, belly up, that had been painted over five, (laughs) six times. (laughs) You could still see the outlines of his legs, and they never bothered to take him off. They just kept painting over him. We just named him George, and that's that's. That's, that's good luck that's in some not... cultures, though. George likes his chicken spicy. <laughs> that's that's amazing. <laughs> I respect, and, I'm, I, and I know it was probably rough for you, Brad, living with George, but I respect the level of laziness of whoever was repainting that. They're like, I ain't they couldn't even sweep off. it. Over. Yeah, no, they yeah, couldn't. Just go right over it. We're just going to paint over that roach. 
When he said roach, I thought he was talking about that. Oh, that guy, roach, yeah. Yeah, but then, no, regular roach. Brandon's up next on the program. What's going on, Brandon? Hey, what's going on, Mark? How are y'all today? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing very well. So uh, as far as my career, I am currently an apprentice watchmaker. And what that entails is, you know, any kind of automatic or mechanical watch, if y'all know what those are. Sure. I I work on them. I do all kinds of repairs. I am an apprentice. I'm only 26 years old, so I'm really just starting. But the pinnacle of my career can go one of two ways. So the first way is to get with a big company like Rolex, Omega, Cartier, one of those brands like that, and become a watchmaker for that company. Mm -hmm. A cooler way, in my opinion, is if you don't live in a big city like Atlanta. Like, for instance, for me, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. If I'm able to become a master watchmaker, which means I can pretty much work on anything, any brand, whatever it is, I can go back home to my hometown where there aren't a lot of watchmakers and just set up my own little shop and then really kind of rule the roost. So have like your own little monopoly on the uh, – what, what a cool yeah, job. It kind of is a little monopoly. I think, you should, I I think do, you should go in business with the, the, the gunsmith, watch and gun shop, right? Both need ex- – There you go. Yeah, both need ex- – That's a good combo. And you could you could franchise that around the country. Yeah. That's better than the KFC A and W merger. Yeah, <laughs> like a watch and a gun shop. It's always tough to decide when you get those combo. Fa- oh, you know what? Let's not talk fast food without Johnny Kilbasa. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the fast food review. Yeah, you joining us live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight. Oof, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa and the ever so popular fast food review. How you doing, Jonathan? Come on down to Mark Aram's watch and gun shop, everybody, because <laughs> when you've got a showdown at high noon, you don't want to be late because I'm wrapping bacon. I'm here for the taking. I'm covered with cheese, and I am to please, Mark. Before we get to the breaking news with Wendy's, uh, Johnny, you heard Chuck mention the combo, you know, KFC, uh, A&W. What do you think about those combo fast food joints? Are you, are you for them or are you against them? Well, they're all under the same umbrella, so if you're really part of the same company, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind throwing in a Pizza Hut with a KFC somewhere when you're driving down the road in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden you've got those two choices. It's better than nothing as far as I'm concerned. Get a bucket and a personal pan and then hit the, hit the road Heck again. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's hear the breaking news sounder. Yesterday we talked about this, Johnny. Where because of the that? Rona, there's been disruptions in the food service industry. The processing plants are not able to get our meat out, and so we're now seeing shortages for a lot of Wendy's. And a lot here in the metro area are out of beef, and those that do have beef are limiting you to one patty per customer. As the fast food expert, if someone runs into or drives through a Wendy's and they run out of meat and there's no other options around, what's your expert advice on what someone should order at a beefless Wendy's? What do you say? A beefless Wendy's. Mark, the first thing you want to do when you pull up to the first window or the first ordering window is don't panic. Keep your cool. Don't, you know, dab the sweat off your brow and say, okay, I know there's other things that they're not out of yet. And, you know, like they say, Mark, you live by the fresh, never frozen beef. You die by it. Other places are able to freeze their beef, and they're not going to run out. But anyway, Mark, Wendy's is a really, it's an oasis of chicken sandwiches. And as far as I know, we still have a bunch of chicken everywhere. So they've got the bacon jalapeno chicken, and all their chickens come either home style, which is the fried part, or a grilled sandwich. So you can get that. 
or you can get the barbecue chicken sandwich, spicy barbecue chicken sandwich, avocado BLT chicken sandwich. Uh, there's a, even more. You can get a grilled sandwich with nothing on it because you hate yourself and you gain 25 pounds or something like that. That's the diet sandwich. And, of course, there's nuggets you can get for a great side dish. And, yeah, they're still serving fries. And, yes, you can still get frosty. So there you go. So the key is, A, don't panic. And, don't panic. And, B, adjust on the fly. There's enough stuff uh at a wendy's to 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 tide your tide you over and of course you ended up with the frosty which is always a pleasure so there's no reason to panic that being said let's give you another scenario johnny sure. you pull up right. to you pull up to a beefless wendy's and they don't they obviously don't have beef but next door is another fast food option do you do you right. like a burger king that does have beef do you get out of line and go to the the burger king that has beef or do you stay at the beefless wendy's what do you do you got to be careful because if you commit to the part of the drive-thru there, you know, there's no turning back. They don't let you turn (laughs) right out of there. So before you, the no go, no go line, you better make sure you have your mind made up. Yeah. Before you pull in the parking lot, if you really want beef, because you listen to us, you'll know (laughs) that you can go right down to Hardee's and get a triple cheeseburger. All right. Johnny is with us through the toughest of times. Hopefully this beef shortage uh, will pass us by shortly. And, and weirdly, we had a couple of calls yesterday. McDonald's was out of chicken and salads. I don't know how mm. that happened, but that doesn't really impact Johnny K at all. So uh, we're not going to worry about that. Johnny K, we appreciate you as always. And? With the cholesterol is high, baby. So am I. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And listen to the Sausage Put Hot <laughs> the Sausage Hot Podcast <laughs> on any pod app or johnnykielbasa.com. All things Kielbasa on johnnykielbasa.com. Appreciate you, bruh. And I appreciate you, bruh. Johnny K, my man. Don't panic, Longoria. That's the, the, the big takeaway. Don't panic in that beefless Wendy's drive-thru. We'll get you through there. Michael is in Norcross. Michael, you are on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, my friend? Doing fine. How are you doing? Excellent. What's on your mind? Well, um, my, my profession didn't do much these days, but hopefully will be very soon. Uh, I announce auto races. Oh, wow. P, a big PA announcer. Yes, yeah, so uh, we I do that here locally in, in Georgia and uh, nationally as well. So, uh, and, what's the pinnacle of that profession? Daytona announcer, or well, I, I, with a couple of these things, you go a couple of different ways. If nationally, uh, probably the IndyCar series because of the Indy 500, and if you want to go globally, <clears throat> probably what's uh, called the Formula One series. Oh yeah, they Formula go all over the world. One, yeah, because yeah, they go all, all over the world. They go on, you know, England and uh, China and Russia and U.S., Canada, all, all those types of places. So how do we get you to that job? What can I do to get you that top gig, Michael? Um, well, actually, the company that owns that is here in Georgia. Uh, they're called Liberty Media. You probably recognize them because they own the they Braves, own the Braves. Also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, all right, uh, so right I know there. the front office of Liberty is uh, big fans of the Mark Aram Show. Michael in Norcross is ready to take the jump to Formula One. Give me a little sample of uh, you calling a, a, a photo finish. Give me a, give me a, do we have any kind of uh, music we can do, Longoria? Nothing. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to do it a cappella. Give me a, a, a photo finish at uh, a Formula One race. What do you got? It's Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel. They're coming out of the last turn. Hamilton making a move to the inside. Vettel tries to fend him off. They're coming up the hill. The flag's at the ready, and it's going to be Hamilton by a tenth of a second over Vettel. Good race. You ever, think, likes his chicken spice? you ever think about doing, uh, like, uh, selling insurance or um, used cars? 
No, neither one of those right. has any. I'm I'm kidding, Michael. That was fantastic. It's tough on a dry <laughs> I, thing. I was gonna. I was thinking, <laughs> man, was it really that loud? No, no, no. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, but the problem is, I mean, you did fine, but there was no history behind it, right? Like, I don't know who those guys are. I didn't know how the well, the, the race started. You know, so it, it's a tough thing. I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, Lewis Hamilton is, is the world champion in Formula One. Sebastian Vettel drives for Ferrari. That's their arch enemy in, in Formula One. Give me, give me Benny Hill music, Longoria. We're going to do this again. We're going to give you some music. <laughs> but, but use me. Benny Hill, really? Yeah. But just to give it a little, a little pizzazz. So uh, in this race, this Formula One race, it's me, Loti, Longoria, and Deb Green coming down the home stretch. Call that. That way we can relate to it a little better. Let me hear that music, Longoria. Don't start until the music comes, Michael. Longoria's fine okay. with the Benny Hill music. Right, Here we go. It. Oh, we got an ad. We got to wait for an ad. Uh, the Mark Aram Show brought to you by. There we go. All right, home stretch Formula One. Go, Michael. And it's uh, Mark Aram. It's Low T. It's uh, Deb Green coming through the last turn. Deb Green pulls to the inside. Being the gentleman, the lady gets through, and she's going to take the flag. It looks like it's going to be it's going to be Arian. It's going to be Low T. Is it going to be? No, it's Deb Green. Deb Green takes it as she fends off uh, all the other three men, and she's standing in the winner's circle. We're going to go down to her. Deb, how was the race? I do have I a race just, car outfit, of there course. There you go, Deb Green. Right, now, <laughs> I, I see, just, that was much better. I just, love to get, I just love to finish ahead of all the men. I, I'd, uh, I like the fact that you called me Arian. Deb Green passes Arian at the end. Good job, Michael. Fantastic stuff. Uh, much better. So we, we needed some context. That's all. The second go is much, much better. Uh, we're going to come back, finish up your calls, and then we out of here. We out of here. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Final segment of the show. I apologize. We uh, ran a little late, so you got to be super quick before we uh, get out of here. Mark joins us on the show. Mark, what do you have? Hey, I'm on Mark Aram's show. Hey, I'm a groundskeeper, and the highest I can probably get is a crew chief. That means driving around and pointing and saying, you guys do this, 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 and this, but... Maybe I can sit at the office after I teach them how to do it. But my, really, my dream job, and I did it while I got back to my boss had a stroke, was freelance writing. He paid me $10 a story uh, for writing for his website, Safety Network, Safety News, really interesting stories. And, Good stuff. Uh, I would stick with that Heads Groundkeeper thing at uh, Truist Park, formerly known as SunTrust Park. Kira, real quick, what do you have? Um, hi. Hey, Kira. Um, I am an artist, and I work at a, um art gallery. Um. And I was going to share my story of when I lived in Denver, Colorado. I lived on Poets Row, and they had a um, cat, a little door that um, faced the hallway, and you open that little door, and people used to put their milk in there, the milkman. That's weird. Yeah, so it was. It, it is weird. So it was built in the 1930s. Oh, that makes sense. An older building. Okay. Um, Tom is in Canton. Tom, real quick, what do you have? Uh, first one on the uh, jobs is uh, we, we store in antique cars is to have yours get first place trophy at the Vegas Car Show. What a cool, and, so, so many cool jobs calling in tonight. I love that. What's the second part, Tom? What you got? On weird apartments, uh, my first one when I was stationed at Fort Gordon. We decided we went off base, and the apartment had a small bed with a building beside you, like one of the old hotel ones where you put a quarter in. Uh, Awesome. Got to run. Carl, real quick, what do you have? 
Um, well, two things. Um, I am a truck driver and a gunsmith hobbyist. Nice. So the highest I could possibly get is working for the Smithsonian or the NRA at their museum or owning my own gun shop or my own trucking company. I would I would say I think anything at the Smithsonian would be fantastic. That would that's what I would shoot for for you gun guys. Uh, let's do Star of the Show Longoria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star? Yeah, Dev won the Formula 1 race. Chuck actually showed up early cuz Erickson was in the building. Longoria was stoic as ever, but I need some uh, stats. So I get star of the show tonight. Sorry, guys. Y'all did fantastic. Tomorrow on the show, little Sanjay, would you rather? Plus, whatever uh, great stuff Deb Green concocts for us. Can I say that on the air? I just did. You just did? Uh, We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.